Welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. What do you say? Is it time to turn the page? Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. Jordan Love Talk, let's dive into it. What about some 12? Well, we've got thoughts on him too. NFL playoffs are underway. Who won? Who got upset? Well, those boys in Minnesota are going home, so we've got some fun to talk about. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead. I'm your host and Packers fans. Thank you for tuning in from the over 100 countries listening to this podcast. We are so pleased to have you with us. This is a tremendous community, and we have some ecstatic pack talk for you today. We're diving into the playoffs, which are underway officially, and we're also going to get to the question, Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. So we're going to start first with the playoffs, which just started. The 49ers knocked off the Seahawks 41-23. The Jaguars beat the Chargers 31-30. The Bills knocked off the Dolphins 34-31. The Giants upset the Vikings 31-24. And the Bengals beat the Ravens 24-17. The only game remaining in this opening round is the NFL wildcard round matchup between Tom Brady and the Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys. And now my first point is that all of the winning quarterbacks are 26 years or younger Hmm. KJ, is this a sign that it's time to turn the page for Jordan Love? Packers fans, thank you for tuning in wherever you're listening from. It's a special community, and this show just keeps getting more and more special. Alex just laid it out. QBs are everything, but more so than that, you got to be clutch. And that is something that Aaron Rodgers is not, at least hasn't been for a long, long time. It's one thing to do a crazy comeback in the regular season in week four, week seven, week 11, you know, 30 seconds on the clock, you know, a minute on the clock. It's miraculous. It's unbelievable. And not many people can pull it off. But that's the regular season. And the Packers are sitting at home. And so all things considered, and trust me, we're going to dive into this plenty over the whole course of the offseason. I mean, this is one of the more monumental offseasons in Packers history. Uh, probably the the biggest talking, conversating offseason in recent memory, uh, maybe since the Favre to Rodgers era. But long story short is that the wedge point in Rodgers' contract right now, it's going to hurt either way, but we got to rip off the Band-Aid now. And it's not just the fact to me that Jordan Love looks ready. He looks mobile. You made a point about the quarterbacks being young and athletic. Jordan Love is young and athletic. Rodgers is old and unathletic. He used to be what Jordan Love now is, uh, but that is no longer the case. And we love Rodgers. Rodgers is one of my favorite players ever, and I'll never not be thankful for everything he's done for us. But we've talked about it on years, years, and years of shows. The Green Bay Packers are bigger than any one player. And we've given Rodgers his flowers. We've given him his money. We've given him very expensive bouquets, very costly cap, you know, benefits to him but detriments to the team and every single direction just points us in the direction of Jordan Love but not only that and maybe we'll talk more about this as we can get some trade capital 
we can get some trade capital, these playoffs are going to underscore just how important it is to the teams that miss the playoffs, how important it is to have a QB, and the teams that are in the playoffs, just how important it is to have a winning clutch QB. And Rodgers has value around the league, Packers fans. He's got value around the league. I say, hey, I love Rodgers, but it's time for Jordan Love. What do you think, Alex? Packers fans, maybe you've been, you know, filling your weeks when you're not listening to the Ike Packers podcast with some local Packers talk. And I myself was able to join ESPN Milwaukee. And one thing that shocked me was that the Packers community is talking about getting Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers on the same page as a goal. Wasn't that the goal four Four years years ago? ago? Four years ago when Aaron Rodgers first joined and there was thoughts that maybe he can't get on the same page with this new coach, (laughs) that he won't be able to respect this guy. And now it's the same thing in year five of Matt LaFleur because Matt LaFleur is coming back, Packers fans. I'm not too happy about it. Maybe you are. Write us in. Let us know what you think. But Matt LaFleur is coming back. And there was this clip I saw earlier in the week where Bart Starr, And Vince Lombardi, Bart Starr, you know, championship quarterback, he protected Jim Taylor in a crucial game, the Packers' most dynamic offensive player at the time, from getting ejected for a late hit. And he walked him to the sideline. He actually pushed Jim Taylor to the sideline and made sure Jim Taylor didn't do anything stupid. And Lombardi said, good job, Bart. Everyone say, good job, Bart. And that was the type of leader Bart Starr was. Aaron Rodgers this week in the postgame pressers says he has to work on his leadership. When is the last time he has taken accountability for the team's, you know, youth, for the team's decision making that hasn't really been that spot on when he's the veteran leader of the team? Instead, no, it's him and Lafleur always kind of scapegoating on each other. I am so sick of this same treadmill that we've been on with Aaron Rodgers. It's like, are we really going to run it back a fifth time? No. And to me, I think it's a clear sign. Let's go with Jordan Love. And KJ, do you think that Aaron Rodgers can actually improve his leadership this year? Or is that just, you know, a hope and a prayer? Man, it's a hope and a prayer. And like what you said, Packers fans, that's like going through your entire, like, high school career like like four years of high school is the time that you know matt lafleur and aaron Rodgers have been together it's like going through your entire college career four years of college like that's a long time my point being is think about when you were a freshman in high school to when you were a senior in high school graduating think about when you were a freshman in college to when you're a senior in college graduating like there is growth during that period you know that's not like a one-year period you grow a lot in a year but you grow tremendously over four years. Like, I, I, I tend to look at life in these two-year chunks, you know. It's kind of just the way things happen. Uh, but, like, they've had four years, and there's no improvement. It's flabbergasting to me how they can just think to run back these, you know, Lafleur unless, and the keyword is unless, they're going forward with Jordan Love. And I actually got to listen in on Brian Gutenkun's season-ending press conference It was a lot of lip service, you know, it was a lot of lip service, but if you read between the lines, he basically said a couple things. He said, one, I want to see our guys that we're paying 
just gajillions of dollars to. We're making big investments in them. I want to see them return that investment by showing more priority to these off-season activities and workouts. We've been saying that all year long, and then we've been an outlier. I mean, I, like Alex mentioned, I've listened to a little bit of Packers talk radio local just to see what's going on with some of the local shows, and and there's a lot of people just advocating against like off-season activities, and I don't understand why for the life of me. I thought this was about being great and winning Super Bowls. You know, like we're not the Cleveland Browns. You know, we're not the the whatever team, like the Miami Dolphins. We're not the Minnesota Vikings. You know, we're the Green Bay Packers, title town, excellence, champions. And that means doing stuff you don't always have to, you don't always want to do. You know, it's, a, it's like optional team activities in like a varsity sport or a collegiate sport. They ain't really optional, you know. And like if you truly like don't show up to those, it really reflects bad on you with your teammates but 12 has kind of been anointed this God status that is all well and good when you're winning Super Bowls and MVPs. But when you're just not even making the playoffs, man, it doesn't reflect the same. And the other thing is that Goot was kind of playing with his words a little bit about these like two year spans of giving us the best chance to win. Like Rodgers may be a little better quarterback than Jordan Love is right now. He may be, you know, a decently better quarterback than Jordan Love is right now. But, but Gutenkunst did not sound convinced that, like, basically over the next two years, Rodgers is going to be better than Jordan Love. And I'm not convinced either because I've just gone through the same thing you've gone through, Packers fans, and that's disappointment after disappointment after disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. The trend is pointing in the wrong direction. There's little to no accountability. And you know what really grinded my gears, Packers fans? If I'm going to be truly honest with you, on top of this theme of very few people accepting responsibility in the Packers organization that, that likes to you know style themselves as a championship organization with a championship mindset, is that there were Packers players yesterday attempting to clown the Minnesota Vikings on Twitter when they themselves couldn't even make it into the playoffs and got blown out versus the Vikings in week one. It's like, what? Like, things need to change. You know, things need to change. Like, if you notice, Ike Packers hasn't been really clowning the Vikings at all because guess what? Packers are out of the playoffs. Vikings made the playoffs. They get to talk that talk this year. And honestly, man, I just don't think it's a great look for anyone trying to like act like we're better than the Vikings right now because this is a very much a what have you done for me lately league and the Packers have done less lately than the Vikings. The Vikings Packers have been their, on the sofa. The Packers on the sofa. The Packers have their own cap problems. The Vikings have their cap problems. But at least they made the playoffs and at least they didn't have to win out with like a 1% playoff chance. Oh, like they took care of business. They prepared for week one. They executed. They prepared for each and every week. And yes, they may have slipped. You know, yes, they were clearly a flawed team, but they were in the playoffs. And and that was just like alarming to me. It, you know, it was David Bakhtiari. It was Razul Douglas and it was Devondre Campbell. A little. Oh. And it's like, man, Bakhtiari has just been totally out of focus. I mean, this guy's complaining man. about the fields. He's complaining about trying to. I mean, he's just do your job. Focused on just do your job. But in the Super Bowl, he's supposed to be a veteran leader as well. And it's just sh- so shocking to me, Packers fans. <laughs> I mean, running it back with Aaron Rodgers again is like it's like a game where you have a game show. You got left or right. And the first time you should choose left and it's no good. 
And then the second time, you got left or right, and you choose left again. No good. And you do that two more times. And you're, maybe, maybe you should just try right. Just try the other thing. I mean, we've got this brand new Jordan Love ready to go. He's never even shown that he's too big for the team. Something that's really kind of grinding my gears, and maybe yours too, Packers fans, is this sense that Aaron Rodgers almost thinks he's too big for the team. He does, man. I actually believe this guy's going to retire. No, he was just pulling that soap proper stuff so that he could get out of those tough questions after the Detroit Lions game. Instead, it was crazy. What are you going to remember, Aaron Rodgers, most about this, you know, Lambo? It's like, how about this game? (laughs) Your last throw being the interception against the Lions. I would be so pissed to go out like that. I would be like, look, guys, I'm not thinking about memories. I'm just flat out pissed that we missed the playoffs because I'm a competitor. And Rodgers is almost just like, yeah, man, he's kind of just milking it because he knows he has no more excuses. So he is playing on the emotion. He's playing on the pity card. And champions do not do that. I will go back to Tom Brady. The man went through more adversity than anybody, and he's in the playoffs. I'm fascinated to see what he does against the Cowboys. He might win. He might lose. But one thing's for certain, Brady is a great leader. And he's got something to play for because Packers fans, Tom Brady, just an aside, it's the first time in his career he's an underdog as the home team. Interesting. So that's interesting. You know, he's 7-0 in his career in the playoffs against the Cowboys. Not looking good for Mike McCarthy. But, hey, they've got the better record. We'll see. Will he be the lone guy above the age 27 to win a playoff game because Mahomes is 27? It's all these quarterbacks, KJ, are young. And what a quarterback that's young allows you to do is open up the playbook. I think Aaron Rodgers trying to say, you know, he's upset with the play calling. Oh, gosh. Dude, do something about it. I thought you had total power. I thought we gave that to you like three years ago. (laughs) There's a lot of lip service. There's a lot of lip service in the Packers organization. Well, I mean, no one's going to be happy with the play calls all the time. But the fact of the matter is you didn't execute. Your throws were way off. And you lost to the Lions in a crucial game at home, which is not the first time you've lost in a crucial game at home. Packers fans, if the Packers had even won... You saw the 49ers do work against the Seahawks. Oh, that team man. is mean. The team is lean. And you know who their quarterback is? Brock, Brock Purdy. You know what I was thinking when I was watching that game? Because I actually did watch some of that game. I was thinking the amount of light years between Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur is far beyond any, like, earth-inhibitable <laughs> planet, you know, that we've identified in, in the universe Sir, right I now. I think we see something. I think we see something. <laughs> How many light years is that away? Like 130,000? Well, Kyle Shanahan is like 140,000 light years better head coach than Matt. If, if we launch the satellite right. now, we'll be there in six years. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, I'm always blown away. He literally did it with Jimmy G. He does it with Brock Purdy. It doesn't matter who you put in for the 49ers at quarterback. Shanahan puts his guys in position to succeed they buy into it. I'm not. I'm sure they're just like, hey, you know, I don't maybe trust a hundred percent of what Shanahan's calling, but Shanahan advocates and commands that respect where they put their faith in him to run the plays, 
execute the plays. And it's like if there's insubordination going on with the Packers and Rodgers in the floor, which it very clearly is, you got to do something about it. You know, it's like you can't just let it get cater. You can't just let it fester like that. You gotta address the problem, no matter. Everyone is just afraid of having the hard conversation. That's everyone's the thing. afraid of Aaron Rodgers. I think that's just the reality. Yeah. Is. And I mean, the guy's got one Super Bowl, so love him. But hey, Eli Manning's got more. It's man. getting pretty obvious what the root cause is, and that is twelve. Um, I, I say Lafleur isn't necessarily helping him too great, but I just don't understand. What we're holding on to, I, I Packers fans, maybe maybe I'm in left field on that one. Well, Price last year, let you know what you think. Last year we're holding on to a back-to-back MVP. This year we're holding on to a Cap Albatross, who is really just like nothing special, man. Honestly, like you know, maybe someone's like, "What are you talking about? Regular season? He did you see this throw?" It's like I I did. You know, I watched every minute of Packers football. Trust me, we're we're in it with a microscope. But it's not about the regular season. We've had a lot of constructive conversations with Packers fans and the DMs. Packers fans, thank you for writing in. It's always a pleasure to converse with each and every one of you. And there were some people coming at us about the regular season stuff. And and I'm like, what what are we talking about the regular season for? You know, like, like I mean, like, it's crazy. It, it, this has got to be... We've got to get back to this championship mindset. And, and it, like you said, Alex, it looks like Lafleur is back. You know, Lafleur, 99.99999% is going to be back, barring like unless an Emmanuel Doka scenario. Unless Murphy wakes up one day and then just sees it know. in a dream. Like, you know, he sees it in a dream. He's like, he see, like, like the, the Roman emperor, I think his name was Constantine. He saw a cross in the sky before a huge battle. And he ended up winning the battle, and then he decided to like convert the main uh, religion of the of the Roman Empire into Christianity. It was like a game changing thing for the history of the world. Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's like a fascinating piece of history. It's like unless Mark Murphy sees that in the sky, I just we're looking for status quo, and I can only pray. See, that's the thing about Goot's press comments as well, Alex and Pakistan. You saw quo. that. Well, well, Goot was like. A reporter asked him, they're like, would you, if, if necessary, look Rodgers in the eyes and tell him you're moving on? And, and Goot was like, absolutely, but I don't think we're at that point. And it's like, bro, give me a break. You would not do that in a million years. And if he does, I will admit that I was so wrong, Goot. I was wrong. You were right. But I just don't think he has it in him. I pray that we coop some assets for Rodgers. And guess what? If 12 gets a different uniform, I'm copping one. You know, if 12 goes to a different team, it doesn't matter. I still love 12, but I love the green and gold. I bleed green and gold Packers fans, just like all of you. And you know what would be the biggest atrocity in Packers history? Is if we jettisoned Jordan Love. I would be so upset. I mean, we've put so much into this guy. He's flashed brilliance. Go back, turn on the tape from the I mean, Eagles James, game. You mentioned the four-year thing. This guy has been sitting his first four years of eligibility. This I feel like terrible a, for the guy. This is like you have a senior red shirt who's just, you know, <laughs> been totally Get screwed ready. in the transfer portal. Top, yeah, top prospect, right? And just can't even can't even see the field because you're holding on to a nine-year guy you know like some guy who just keeps coming oh back oh my gosh and Packers fans <laughs> it's just not good because it looks Look, like continuity is going to be the off-season message Let's beneath have all continuity. this beneath, just so just so fans understand where at least I'm coming from 
beneath all this, I just want to win. And I don't just want to get into the playoffs and win a game. That was another thing we conversed with some Packers fans this week about. They're like, what do you mean Rodgers hasn't won a big game? Like, you don't think a divisional playoff game is a big game? Yes, for participation trophies. You know how many teams get in the playoffs these days? I'm talking about the big one. Look, I've always wanted to go back to the Super Bowl. I know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying I expect one every year. But when you have a quarterback as talented as Aaron Rodgers and a team that is this stacked, man, you've just got to do better. You can't make excuses. Half of it's an attitude problem. Half of it's Rodgers taking up a bunch of cap. I mean, you know, LaFleur not holding him accountable is is another big aspect of the problem. Oh, the, the fear factor, like fear, you know, everything you want in life is on the other side of fear, Packers well, fans. Packers fans. It's crazy. You also saw it during the Vikings game in which Green Bay absolutely lit up the Vikings. And the entire team was this ecstatic, just flying, buzzing. That was our energy. Super Bowl. <laughs> it was, sadly. But it sadly was. It's, it's, it's definitely sad looking back in hindsight about it. But now... I was watching Aaron Rodgers that game. He just, he didn't seem like it got him, you know, up. It didn't seem like it was like he was too excited because he wasn't necessarily the star of the show. And I think that's what he cares about most. And I'm not necessarily Mm. so sure he cares about winning the Super Bowl as well as being the star of the show. I mean, he loves getting all the attention. He loves making the news with the new girlfriend. He loves, you know, putting out a cryptic quote, you know, that everyone can eat up. But one thing he does not like doing is all the extra fine details that are he required to get to the Super Bowl or throwing it with and a little bit of fearlessness. I mean, look at Trevor <sighs> Lawrence throwing. Oh, my gosh. What a legend in the Chargers. What a legend. And you know what even grinds my gears a little bit more, Pakistan, is the more I talk about this, it's like, you know, things come up, things hit your memory. The match, I believe it's been the last two years, at least last year, but like Rodgers has played in the match, this big publicized golf event in the offseason. It's like, bro, go and play in the match by all means. But give your team a little bit of the same energy, you know, like... Like the same, if, like the equal effort that he puts into the match should be put into his offseason activities, if not more, man. And it should be more. And it's just, it's like, it's crazy we're even having this discussion for like the umpteenth year. And it's crazy that there is a decent portion of, I'm not going to say Packers Nation, but people in the airwaves who are trying to justify this gross negligence of duty. He's being paid 50 mil, man. The least he can do is show up to a workout. He's going to be back. And I think that's the most almost lean back and just kind of take a deep breath part of this, Packers fans, is because who's going to tell him to go? Who's going to tell him to go? Please be good. Please be good. I hope it's Goot. I don't think it's going to be Matty. Oh, man. I don't know if Matt's got it in him. I don't think I don't think I mean come on that's like a rhetorical question. Packers fans, if we put out a poll and said will Matt LaFleur have the guts to tell Rodgers he's moving on to Jordan Love? Like like that's just like why even put the poll up, you know? <laughs> it's like we all know what the answer to that would be. And move on from Aaron Rodgers. Like speaking of crazy? Trevor Lawrence, man. You know, oh. talk about believing in yourself. Packers fans, 
the deficits the Packers have gone through in these these uh, playoff games in years past. Like, you remember when the 49ers smacked us in the mouth and we, like, got into an early deficit? It was, like, 14-3 deficit or, like, 17-3 or, or even, like, 21-3. Well, guess what? Trevor Lawrence was down way worse, and it didn't let hit. He didn't let it break him. You know, like, he bent. He did not break He's a champion. He won a championship at Clemson, and Rodgers is also a champion. But I've said this, man. There were a lot of big plays made in that game by Woodson, by Clay Matthews, by stacked receivers. Rodgers had help, and I'm not taking anything away from him because he's a Super Bowl champion, and he's one of my favorite players of all time. But the Packers would never be able to come back at all. Like, the Packers just can't come back, and that stems from leadership. It stems from hope. It's like you've all been on, the, on like, a basketball team because, like, a, a basketball is a game of runs. You know, think about, like, obviously I'm retired from basketball, you know, for a variety of reasons, but it didn't mean I didn't play back in the day. And there were some times when the other team would maybe go on a run, but there was times when your team would go on a run. And when you did go on those runs, you would look to, like, obviously the star player wouldn't do it all. But you would, like, have confidence in each other stemming from that player, and it wouldn't be because he's just starting to jack up a million shots, you know, and, like, take, you know, spin around fadeaways. It was because it was it was flowing through that player, like it was flowing through Trevor Lawrence, but it also rubbed off on his teammates. It's less spin away fadeaways, more fundamental jump shots. That's what please. I want to see, Packers fans, because it seems like just – the opposite of doing the simple things is working out for this team. And, and, you know, on the coaching side, you got to wonder, you got to wonder, is Matt LaFleur a top six, top eight coach? I'm going to say a question that would be an interesting poll to debate. I think his record says that, but record doesn't tell the entire story with Matt LaFleur. So if if you wanted to be generous with Matt LaFleur, I'll, I'll just say, like, if I wanted to be generous, I rank him in somewhere in that 10 to 16 range. Uh, I don't believe he's a top 10 coach. I believe he is definitely a quality coach. But, man, like, LaFleur's got to prove it again, too. You know, bro, you missed the playoffs, too. And uh, sorry, man, keep going. This is a prove-it year for the Packers because, hey, they're at home. Everybody's watching the playoffs. Maybe you're enjoying it because it's stress-free football. Maybe nice. you're absolutely not enjoying it, and maybe you're not even watching it all because you just can't even stand sour watch, taste. Watching I can't teams. even like go to ESPN.com right now just because it's like pure playoff analysis. I'm like, oh, like it's not draft yet. It's not free agency. It's just places the Packers should be, but we're not. Oh man, I think, uh, you know one thing Jordan Love also represents is a little more freedom in terms of the draft. It's not necessarily get weapons for Aaron Rodgers. So true. It's not, there's not as much pressure on, like, trying to essentially win a Super Bowl in this next year. It's like you can be a little more long-term. I think Goot had a hard realization in his press conference about how bad the contracts were that he handed out <sighs> across the board. I yeah. mean, whether he looks at 69, whether he looks at, you know, Devondre Campbell. See, I like radio's deal. I think radio's deal is acceptable. But Devondre, I agree. Bakhtiari, god-awful. Garbage, excuse me. Uh, The deal, at least. You know, Bakhtiari is not saying he doesn't have talent, but the deal is like he's underperforming that deal. 12's deal. The Rodgers deal deal is like. Oh, my gosh. Probably the worst contract in football. 
probably the worst contract in football. I, I've they said backed it up the truck and they dumped the, the cash on the man. It, it's like they dumped like all the stuff in the wrong spot. They had like a truckload of diamonds and they dumped it on in, the like, quicksand. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like the, they dumped it all into the water or something. It's like a river current or something. It was such a catastrophic oh, misstep. And I've said this before in, in past episodes. You can still pay Rodgers the respect money without like stabbing your franchise in the heart you know like which is what this deal is doing this deal is hurting the Packers and hindering him so bad we've got to get out of it this offseason and Packers I got a trade idea for you and I think one of our listeners may have proposed this so I want to encourage you write in your trade ideas if you have some but the Raiders with Derek Carr right they have Devontae Adams they're going to get rid of Derek Carr what about this they're going to need a quarterback Darren Waller the tight end and pick number seven for Aaron Rodgers, who says no? Who says yes, Packers fans? This I would is say yes. going to be a juicy topic He had all seven and 15. Season. Imagine that. Jordan Love, cap room, seven, 15. Trade back a little bit, accumulate some more second rounders, something like that. Man, it wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have to think that hard. It's and I would guess fun. what? I would buy 12's jersey and I, we would do a giveaway. I mean, maybe we wouldn't, but like how cool would it be to get a 12 and a 17 jersey in Oakland? It doesn't mean you have to dislike the players if Rodgers goes and plays one more year elsewhere. I think it would be pretty cool because you can root for two teams, right? The Raiders are in the, I believe they're in the, the AFC and the Packer in the NFC. So it's like, it would be so fun to just see Rodgers ball out on on a different team and like what if we met them in the playoffs how cool would that be you know or it's just something <laughs> to think about Vegas <laughs> it's like that's yeah, like right, an man. ultimate theme right. but Packers fans I just want to give you a quick update on some other news Keyshawn Nixon first team all pro I Deserved. think he was deserving of that Jair Alexander the only other Packer to be an all pro named and he was second team cornerback I think Jair I think he kind of earned that. I think absolutely, I think, man. I think he, you can argue both sides. I think some people were upset, saying, "Hey, he was burned all year, but he had a couple great games, and that is why he got it." Well, you know, his ceiling he still is shut high. Down JJ, you know, he kind of wrote the book on Justin Jefferson. I I didn't see Justin Jefferson have a hundred yards in the playoffs. I guarantee they're watching some Packers Jair Alexander tape and what they did Good against point. him. And so I think you know both of those guys. They're going to be key pieces going forward for the team. KJ, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners today? Packers fans, this offseason is going to be one for the ages. I just have a feeling. You know, I think I think the uh, the surface level says status quo, but I think if you read between the lines, there are moves to be made, and that's exactly why you want to keep it right here in the Ike Packers universe. We're going to be on top of all of it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Alex, take us home. Packers fans, if you want to help the show, please tell a friend about the podcast, text it to them, put it on your story. Anything helps. Leave a five-star review if you've got a little extra time. And if you want to give back and get our growth strategies, the exact growth strategies that have made us the number one Packers podcast in the world, exploding on Twitter, getting engagement from all the players. Invitations to our Patreon. It is in our bio on our Twitter website or in the show notes. We'd be really appreciative of that. That's how we keep this ad free for you, Packers fans. Thank you for tuning in. KJ, thank you as always. And go Pack Go. Go Pack Go forever.
you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time, Packers fans. Go Go. Side.